today able to attend and I'd, uh, I'd uh, sought from the brothers to excuse me from attending but uh, as much as I was able Ikhwan, to reschedule, to shuffle, to move something out of the way I said it's lazim these gatherings of Ahlul Sunnah we can't miss them, especially here in Manchester so I tried uh, my hardest to make some slot to sit Ikhwan, with Ahbab you know, our brothers Ikhwan, who are beloved to us Ahlul Sunnah it is imperative, Ikhwan, that we recognize this reality. Recognize the reality of the fact that, as Imam Ibn Rajab, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions concerning the hadith, Bada' al-Islam gharibaan wa sayaudu gharibaan kama bada' fatuba lil-ghuraba. He said that this is a reference to the ahadith that all refer to the strangers. Yani the strangers that the Prophet spoke of, and they are those who, as occurs in one hadith, those who rectify themselves when the people become corrupt. And as occurs in another hadith, Ibn Rajab mentions, those who rectify what the people corrupt from my sunnah and as occurs in one hadith unasun salihuna qalil fi unasi su'in kathir man ya'sihim akthar mimman yuti'ahum that they are a group of righteous people among or a small group of righteous people among a large group of wrongdoers, evildoers those who obey them uh, or those who disobey them are far more than those who obey them and as occurs in one hadith that they are nuzza'un min al-qaba'il that they are a small group among the qaba'il Imam Ibn Rajab rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions that they are the people of sunnah in the latter days that they are the people of sunnah in the latter days is a reference to al-sunnah since that is the case, Ikhwan, these gatherings are gatherings that are Mubarak. Gatherings of the people of Sunnah, gatherings of those who the Prophet ﷺ referred to as the strangers. These gatherings, are Mubaraka. Blessed, blessed gatherings, Ikhwan, that we should endeavor not to miss, Ikhwan. Even if the subject matter, even if the topic is something that we're familiar with. Don't just look at the gatherings such as these from a point of view of if it isn't saying anything new or if the topic isn't something that I don't know about, then I'm not interested. That is a sure fire methodology for failure and possible misguidance because what begins to happen is you only begin to be attracted to what is new, what is fresh something that you are not familiar with and so the more weird and wonderful a topic is the more likely you are to attend and you should know that the more weird and wonderful a topic is, the more likely it is to be misguidance. As Imam Ahmad ta'ala, he mentioned that know that the sunnah is mashhura. وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْغَرَائِبِ Be aware of that which is غَرَائِبْ <coughs> or those things that are strange. Those things that are strange. Uh, and Hudayfa or La'allahum Mu'ad ibn Jabal he mentioned in a narration that you should be aware of Zallat Hakim the Zalla or the slip of the Hakim the slip of the one who is in ordinarily a person who is wise and upright and so someone asked him and how do you know 
and how are you familiar how would you know of the zillat hakim he said it is that statement that he makes اذا سمعته قلت ما هذه he said that statement that he makes that when you hear it you say what is this ايش هذا الكلام يعني something new something غريب something جديد Salaf of this Ummah did not look at that as something that was a, a, a reason to be attracted to an individual. Rather, that was a reason to be cautious. And so these gatherings, they are gatherings of reminding each other, gatherings of يعني, uh, uh, admonition and remembrance, uh, and encouraging each other to remain upon sabr and remain steadfast upon this tariq <coughs> the years will pass quickly and our steadfastness and sabr will pay off and with that we say innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudhillalah ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد in today's session if we want to look briefly uh, since the hour is late we want to look briefly uh, at one or two of the verses uh, of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, that relate particularly to the following of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the great and hugely beneficial verses and I encourage the brothers to return back to the statements of the scholars of tafsir concerning the verse is the statement of Allah in Surah Nur verse 54 the statement of Allah وَإِن تُطِيعُوهُ تَهْتَدُوا وَإِن تُطِيعُوهُ تَهْتَدُوا وَمَا عَلَى الرَّسُولِ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغِ الْمُبِينِ The statement of Allah is that if you obey him, تَهْتَدُوا If you're obedient to him, then you will be guided. This statement or the ضمير here, يعني this statement إِن تُطِيعُوهُ if you obey him, then you'll be guided. That is a reference, of course, to the Prophet وسلم, the Messenger Muhammad. If you obey him, Muhammad, then you will be guided. Uh, this verse, no doubt, has in it an admonition and a simple form of instruction with that which is related to guidance. And it is simple. Obedience to the Messenger وسلم, has in it hidayah. Disobedience of the Messenger وسلم, has in it dhalala and riwaya. And in that regard, we have the statement of Sheikh Abdul Rahman bin Nasir al Sa'di, who he mentions the verse in its totality. Statement of Allah Azza wa Jal say, obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Fa'in tawallaw, but if they turn away, fa'inna ma alayhi ma, fa'inna ma alayhi ma hummil wa alaykum ma hummil tum. That if they turn away, then know that upon him is what he has, or is the uh, burden that he has carried, which is that of conveying the message, and what is upon you is what you have carried and that is following the command of the messenger of Allah sallallahu uh, and by way of that you will be questioned and your reckoning will revolve around that and then Allah azza wa jal mentions but if you are obedient to him then you will be guided and there is nothing upon the messenger other than uh, the clear balagh, yani, to convey the message clearly. 
Sheikh Abdul Rahman bin Nasir Sa'di, he mentions concerning the verse, قُلْ أَتِيعُ اللَّهَ وَأَتِيعُ الرَّسُولِ Say, obey Allah and obey the messenger. يعني, that is, obey Allah and obey the messenger. يعني, امتثلوا. He said that if you do so, كَانَ حَظَّكُمْ وَسَعَادَتَكُمْ He said, if you do so, then it is your lot and it, and it will be your happiness and your bliss. وَإِن تَوَلَّوْا And if you turn away فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْهِمَا حُمِّلْ Then upon him is what uh, he has carried. يعني من الرسالة وقد أداها He said that is from the message and he has carried that out. He has conveyed. وَعَلَيْكُمْ مَا حُمِّلْتُمْ And upon you is what you have carried من الطاعة وَقَدْ بَانَتْ حَالَكُمْ وَظَهَرَتْ فَبَانَ ظَلَالَكُمْ وَغَيَّكُمْ he said, and your affair has become clear and manifest, and your misguidance uh, and your strain from the path has become manifest, and you're being deserved of punishment. Incidentally, the verses that which occurs prior to these verses is an address to the munafiqeen, an address to the hypocrites. And so the statement of the Sheikh uh, Saidi is in reference and is connected to the fact that the munafiqeen were being addressed with these verses. Then he mentions, And if you obey him, then you will be guided. And this has become a strapline, Ikhwan, for Ahl Sunnah. And many of the A'imma have authored uh, either sections within their writings and works or from our latter-day Mashaykh uh, and uh, our uh, uh, scholars within this re within this era are those who have authored books around the topic. وَإِن تُطِيعُهُ تَهْتَدُوا يَعْنِي إِلَى الصِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ قَوْلًا وَعَمَلًا فَلَا سَبِيلَ لَكُمْ إِلَى الْهِدَايَةِ إِلَّا بِطَاعَتِهِ He said that is, if you obey him, you will be guided يعني to the sirat al-mustaqeem in your statements, in your actions and there is no path for you to hidayah and this is the Bayt al-Qasid, and this is what we need to understand clearly, that there is no path for you to guidance, illa bi except by way of being obedient to him. Understand, Ikhwan, the principle, without that it is not possible. Bal huwa mahal, rather it is mahal, which is it's an impossibility. Since guidance, Ikhwan, revolves around the Messenger Muhammad wasallam, and therefore if a person follows other than him and expects guidance, uh, then that is something that is an impossibility, no doubt. And that is why Allah mentions, وَمَا عَلَى الرَّسُولِ إِلَّا There is nothing upon the Messenger other than balaq, other than to convey, the clear conveying of the message. أي تَبْلِيغُكُمُ الْبَيِّنِ الذي لا يبقى لأحد شكا ولا شبهة وقد فعل رسول فعل صلى الله عليه وسلم وبلغ البلاغ المبين وإنما الذي يحاسبكم ويجازيكم هو الله عز وجل فالرسول ليس له من الأمر شيء وقد قام بوظيفته he mentions therefore he has carried out the con the conveying of the message uh, and there does not remain for any individual any doubt concerning that, yani concerning that the Prophet ﷺ conveyed the message. وَقَدْ فَعَلَ And he did so. Uh, and uh, he conveyed in uh, the most uh, uh, pristine manner. He mentions, وَإِنَّمَ الَّذِي يُحَاسِبُكُمْ Indeed, the one who will take you to account وَيُجَازِيكُمْ هُوَ اللَّهِ The one who will recompense you, it is Allah. The Prophet ﷺ has no portion or no part of that. He said, indeed, he has carried out uh, his wadifa, he has carried out his trust and his job. Therefore, the ayat here, Ikhwan, or this ayah, this verse, no doubt points towards the fact that the Prophet ﷺ, following the Messenger of Allah, in that is salvation, and the one who does not do so will not and will never receive salvation. That needs to be understood. 
And when we're talking about salvation, of course, we're talking about salvation in the akhirah. Guidance in the dunya and salvation in the akhirah from the wrath of Allah, from the anger of Allah, and from His punishment. Because in the dunya, a person may believe that, well, if I, you know, if I follow, follow uh, such and such a scientist, or if I follow such and such a thinker, then within the dunya, you know, we are able to formulate for ourselves a life that is based in intellect and based in intelligence and based in science uh, and what is yani, actual fact. And that, within the mind of such an individual, may manifest within his mind. But the reality of the, of the matter is, within the dunya he will be upon misguidance, whether he realizes it or not. And in the akhirah, that is, ayyuhal ikhwah, that is when we will see the fruit of each individual's labor. As Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned in the, towards the end of Surah Al-Najam, هَذَا نَذِيرٌ مِّنَ النُّذُرِ الْأُولَىٰ أَزِفَةٍ آسِفَةٍ لَيْسَ لَهَا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ كَاشِفَةٍ Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, this is a warning from the warnings of old. That it is, it is coming closer and closer. There is no one besides Allah that will uncover it. That is the reality of the manifestation of Yom Al-Qiyamah. And, and within these verses, Allah makes mention of the fact that have, have they not been informed of what is in the suhuf and the scrolls of Musa? وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ الَّذِي وَفَّى And Ibrahim, the one who fulfilled his trust. Have they not been informed of what is in the scrolls, in those scrolls? Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, and this, ikhwan, each and every one of us should reflect upon its reality. وَأَنْ لَيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَى and la yuwazi that no bearer of a burden shall bear the burden of another. And that no individual will have except that which he strived for. Yura, and that his sight, his striving, it shall be seen, not now. And so, those of you who believe you can formulate for yourselves a, a beautiful life and a life that uh, is based in intellect and forward thinking and you know modernity and what have you, yeah, you go ahead. That is entirely your choice. But we would strongly warn you against doing so without the guidance of the messengers because the affair does not only revolve around how we walk and how we live our lives now but the outcomes of our actions and as Allah has mentioned then Allah should give him the full and true recompense and that is what our speech revolves around. Not only guidance in the dunya, but guidance for that reality that is inevitable, that is coming. That none of us can avert. And none of us can avoid. And thus guidance, ayyuhal ikhwa, is in following the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anything other than that is following hawa. Anything other than that is following hawa. As Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned, and this is again the second verse, one that we want to look at. فَإِن لَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكَ As Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned, and if they do not respond to you, and this is an address to the Messenger وسلم, If they do not respond to you, يعني if they do not respond to your call, respond to you, Ya Muhammad, فَعْلَمُوا أَنَّهُمْ يَتَّبِعُونَ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ 
they know that they do nothing but follow their desires. And so we have two affairs. The first affair, if you follow, if they obey you, if they obey him, then they are upon guidance. The second affair, if they do not obey him, and if they not they do not respond to him, to him, and they do not follow him, فَعْلَمُوا then know that they follow their ahwa. Know that they follow their desires. In that regard, Ikhwan, we have a passage that we want to read from Al-Imam ibn al-Qayyim. Uh, and this passage is from Iratatul Luhfan, a beautiful passage. Ikhwan, it is lengthy. We're going to try and summarize it as much as possible. But it revolves around the reality that this verse indicates. And that for anyone who wants to return back to it is in volume 2 of Iratatul Luhfan, page 137. He mentions, and this is in relation to the hawa of the nafs and the inclination of the nafs. He mentions فَالنَّفْسُ تَهْوَى مَا يَضُرُّهَا وَلَا يَنْفَعُهَا Mentions a general principle and that is that the nafs, the soul, it desires what harms it. And pay attention to this one because it is beneficial particularly in da'wah. When we're giving da'wah to individuals and we hear that which certain individuals speak of and the arguments that some may present then this is a principle in relation to the nafs he mentions rahimahullah ta'ala he said that the nafs inclines towards that which harms it that is the general principle that the nafs inclines towards that which harms it. And so every, everything, Ikhwan, that, and all the arguments that we hear people presenting uh, for certain actions and certain practices, we have to constantly remember the fact that the nafs inclines towards that which is harmful to it. That is the nature of the nafs. He mentions... لِجَهْلِهَا بِمَضَرَّتِهِ لَهَا تَارَةً وَلِفَسَادِ قَسْلِهَا تَارَةً He said, it does so, firstly, because of it being ignorant of the harm of what it inclines towards. It is ignorant of the harm of what it inclines towards, thus it inclines towards it. وَلِفَسَادِ قَسْلِهَا تَارَةً And sometimes it is because of the corrupt intent that that individual may have. And sometimes because of the fact that both of those affairs have come together. Corrupt intent and being ignorant concerning the reality of an affair. And the reality of the harms of what it inclines towards. وَقَدْ ذَمَّ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي كِتَابِهِ مَنْ أَجَابَ دَاعِيَ الْجَهْلِ وَالظُّلْمِ and Allah Azza wa Jal has dispraised in his book the one who responds to the one that calls towards jahal, towards ignorance and dhulm. And the da'i, or the, the thing that calls towards ignorance and dhulm and oppression is the nafs, following hawa. فَقَالَ فَإِن لَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكَ فَاعْلَمْ أَنَّمَا يَتَّبِعُونَ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ he said then Allah has said if they do not respond to you if they do not respond to you Muhammad then know that they follow their desires so we have the following of the messenger either the following of the messenger of Allah or the following of desires one of, one of يعني, two choices either the following of the messenger of Allah if they do not do so then know that they follow their desires he said and who is more misguided than the one who follows his desires without guidance from Allah inna Allah la yahdi illa yahdi al-qawm and indeed Allah does not guide an oppressive people وقال إن يتبعون إلا الظن وما تهوى الأنفس 
وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمُ الْهُدَى As occurs in Surah Al-Najm, that indeed they do nothing but follow conjecture. And مَا تَحْوَ الْأَنفُسِ That which the nafs inclines them or causes them to incline uh, towards. When indeed there has come to them from their Lord, Al-Huda, guidance has come to them from their Lord. And so we have therefore, either following the Messenger of Allah or following desires. The one who follows his desires without guidance from Allah, then he is upon the path of dhulm, whether he realizes it or not. It is, an, it is a path of oppression, first and foremost, oppressing himself. First and foremost, that he oppresses and wrongs himself. He only harms himself by doing so. He mentions, فَأَصْلُ كُلِّ خَيْرٍ هُوَ الْعِلْمُ Listen to the statement of Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim. He said, the origin of all good is ilm, knowledge, and adal, and justice. And here when, when we have a reference to justice, we're speaking about balance. The true balance of the sharia, of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that which is in accordance with the guidance of the prophets and the messengers. Knowledge and adal, and justice. And that is in opposition to what is mentioned in the verse فَإِن لَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكَ فَاعْلَمْ أَنَّمَا يَتَّبِعُونَ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ Now, so he mentions that here he mentions الأصل أو أصف أصل كل خير هو العلم والعدل وأصل كل شر and the origin of all evil understand that these are two opposites the origin of all khair is knowledge and oppression and oppression is to put something in other than its rightful place it is to put something in other than its rightful place. The one who commits shirk commits the greatest oppression because he places his acts of worship in other than their rightful place and that is that they perform for others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single act of oppression is to put something in it in, in other than its rightful place. So he mentions... وَقَدْ جَاءَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ لِلْعَدْلِ الْمَأْمُورِ بِهِ حَدًّا فَمَنْ تَجَاوَزَهُ كَانَ ظَالِمًا مُعْتَدِيًا وَلَهُ مِنَ الذَّمِّ وَالْعُقُوبَةِ بِحَسْبِ ظُلْمِهِ وَعِدْوَانِهِ He said that Allah Azza wa Jal has made for justice and the just balance a had, a boundary. And there is a limit to what is considered balance and adl and justice. He said if it goes past or one goes past that limit, then it falls into that which is considered dhul. And one who has transgressed the boundaries, any of the boundaries that have been set by Allah And he deserves from dispraise and from recompense and punishment in accordance with his dhulm and in accordance with his transgression. Yaqul. He said the transgression that he has left justice with to transgression and to oppression. He said, وَلِهَذَا قَالَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى وَأَكُولُوا وَأَشْرَبُوا وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا إِنَّهُ لَا يُهِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ the Salah has said, eat and drink and do not be excessive. Don't go beyond bounds. And then, which is the, uh, the issue that Imam Ibn Qayyim wishes to point out here in the statement of Allah la yuhibbul musrifin. Allah does not love those who, goes, who go beyond bounds. 
And so the affair then revolves around boundaries that Allah has set for all affairs. One remains upon them, then he remains upon Adal, he remains upon the balance. He remains in accordance with that which Allah has commanded. He remains in accordance with uh, the statement of Allah respond to Allah and his messenger when he, when they call you to that which gives you life he remains within the boundaries of khair if he goes past that and transgresses in relation to that then he falls into dhulm uh, and he falls under the threat of uh, the anger and the punishment of Allah then Al-Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim after يعني, uh, uh, a passage uh, uh, explaining that which is related to fasad al-ilm, corrupt, corruption in knowledge uh, and uh, corruption uh, and how it affects the iman, he goes on to mention, He mentions here, here then we have two paths after mentioning that the abd or the servant is in greatest need of knowing what is beneficial to him and remaining upon it and avoiding what is harmful to him and re refraining from it. He said, He said, here, then, there are two paths or two ways. Uh, and here, when he's speaking about two ways, this is to be acquainted with haq, to be acquainted with truth and to follow truth. He said, here then we have two paths. Al-aql, the intellect, was-shara' and the legislation and the sharia. The intellect and al-shara' and the sharia. He said, amma al-aql, and this is uh, connected to what we mentioned earlier about individuals deciding and finding their own paths in their own ways uh, and possibly believing that they're upon a way that is greater in guidance and better in guidance than the path of the prophets and the messengers they look at the path of the prophets and the messengers and religion and deen and tawheed and worshipping Allah as old fashioned and archaic and based in nothing and based in no evidence here listen to this statement of Imam Ibn Qayyim he mentions so we have two paths he said, Al-Aql, the first of them intellect, the second of them Ash-Shar, the Shari'ah. He said, Amma Al-Aql, فَقَدْ وَضَعَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ فِي الْعُقُولِ وَالْفِطَرِ الْإِسْتِحْسَانِ أو إِسْتِحْسَانِ الْصِدْقِ وَالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَالْبِرِّ وَالْعِفَّةِ وَالشُّجَاعَةِ وَمَكَارِمِ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَأَدَاءِ الْأَمَانَاتِ وَسِلَّةِ الْأَرْحَامِ وَنَسِيحَةُ الْخَلْقِ وَالْوَفَاءُ بِالْعَهَدِ وَحِفْظُ الْجِوَارِ وَنَصْرِ الْمَظْلُومِ وَالْإِعَانَ عَلَى نَوَائِبِ الْحَقِّ وَقُرَى الضَّيْفِ وَحَمْلَ الْكَلِّ وَنَحْوِ ذَلِكِ وَوَضَعَ فِي الْعُقُولِ وَالْفِطَرِ he mentions that indeed Allah has placed in the intellect and in the fitr, yani in the innate nature, the fact that the intellect and the innate nature considers sidq something good and justice and benevolence and righteousness and chastity and bravery and noble character and fulfilling trusts and joining the bonds of kinship and giving advice to the creation and fulfilling covenants and protecting one's neighbor and those who are in close proximity to us and aiding the oppressed and helping in the ways and the pathways of, of truth and being dutiful to one's guests 
and aiding those who are in need. Allah Azza wa Jal has placed within the fitr, within the fitrah, and within the intellect, the aql, with the place of the intellect and the aql, are two. It is connected to the dhihn, but Allah Azza wa Jal constantly refers to the qalb, to the heart as being the place of the intellect. He mentions in any case that Allah Azza wa Jal has placed in the fitrah, in the aql and in the innate nature recognition of the fact that these things are good. Yani, uh, observing the bonds of kinship, looking after the neighbor, uh, being dutiful, having good character, truthfulness, justice. The intellect recognizes Allah has placed within the intellect that which causes it to recognize that these things are good. Then he goes on to mention, and the aql and the fitra likewise recognizes that the opposite of those things are bad. That is observed with the, the innate nature. And, and this is one of the reasons that we find that you'll find that atheists will argue, well, you know, the things that you say that the prophet called to, or the, your prophet, these are things that are recognized and observed. You know, we all know that justice is good. We all know that being dutiful to your parents is a good thing. We all know that having noble character and truthfulness and not killing, that these are all good things. You know, so, it, the, the, you know, the, the, these are things that we all recognize. And Imam Ibn Al-Qaim here is mentioning Sahih. That the, the Allah Azza wa Jal has placed within the fitrah and placed within the aql that which causes it to recognize that those things are good and that the opposite of those things are bad. He then goes on to mention وأكل الطعام اللذيذ النافع عند الجوع ولبس ما يدفئه عند البرد فكما لا يمكنه أن يدفع عن نفسه وطبعه استحسان ذلك ونفعه فكذلك لا يدفع عن نفسه وفطرته استحسان صفات الكمال ونفعها واستقباه أضدادها He mentions he said that the fact that these things are attributed to the intellect, yani that the intellect recognizes them, he said that is just the same or similar to the intellect recognizing that when the body is thirsty, it needs food, it needs, or it would be refreshed by a cool drink. Or recognizing that the hungry individual will benefit from good tasting a good tasting meal. Yani a good tasting delicious meal. He, he said that the fact that it recognizes that those things are good is similar to the fact that the body recognizes it needs drink, it needs food. Yani these are from the badahiyat al-umur. These are from the, yani the basic, simple, yani innate affairs that are recognized. He said, لا يعلم بالعقل ولا بالفطرة وإنما عرف بطريق السمع فقوله باطل. He said the one who says that these things are not recognized by intellect and the innate nature, but it needs the Sharia. He said the one who says that his statement is باطل, null and void, false. Indeed, uh, these affairs are recognized by the fitra. He said so. That is the first path to recognizing that which is good using the intellect but the intellect only indicates the same thing that the, indi the, that the in intellect indicates when the body is hungry or when it is thirsty that it needs drink and it will benefit from that that it needs food and it will benefit from that these things yes the body will detect and it will recognize that uh, truthfulness is khair that adal and justice is something that is good. It recognizes those things. True. He said, "What the Second issue, though. He mentions a summer, and that is the path 
of the sama of the revelation the path of that which has been revealed from Allah he said wa huwa awsa wa abyan wa astaq min at-tariq al-awwal he said this is much vaster and it is much clearer and it is it is far truer than the first path he said li khafa'i sifat al-af'al wa ahwaliha wa ahwaliha wa nata'ijha and that is because of the fact that the reality or the characteristic of the action and the nature of those actions the detail in relation to that is something that is unknown hidden <coughs> that is we may know that joining the bonds of kinship is good but how do you join the bonds of kinship we may know that justice is good but what is justice how does it manifest we may know that having noble character is good but what is noble character yani detail it for me define it for me we may know that fulfilling trusts is something that is good silatul arham that we may know mathalan uh, that fulfilling covenants is something but what is the nature of fulfilling covenants is it permissible to break them when is it noble to break one these this detail is not something that the intellect will indicate and so he mentions and the result of doing so this this detail what is the result of fulfilling noble character or transgressing against that what is the result of breaking the bonds of kinship as opposed to fulfilling them these nataij these detail the intellect does not give you this you can't sit down and come to accept some conclusions perhaps and those conclusions only occur on the basis of khibra on the basis of experience it has been observed that whoever does this then this might may happen uh, and this may be an outcome there are some things that may be detected but the reality of what is considered noble character what is considered detail in relation to how it is manifest all right looking after a guest is a noble character how is it done what is considered nobility in looking after a guest the the detail in relation to these things the intellect does not teach us and we're not able to conclude them just by way of using the aql and the intellect he mentions wa anna al-'alim bi dhalika 'ala at-tafsil laysa huwa illa rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the one who has knowledge of these things in detail is no one but the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said fa'lamu an-nasi wa asahihim aqlan wa ra'yan wa istihsanan man kana aqluhu wa ra'yuhu wa istihsanuhu wa qiyasuhu muwafiqan lis-sunnah and so the one he mentions who is most knowledgeable and the one who has the soundest intellect and the one whose opinion is most correct is the one whose intellect opinions the one whose uh, thinking uh, the one whose analogies are in accordance with that which is in line with the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kama qala mujahid أفضل العبادة الرأي الحسن. مجاهد رحمه الله تعالى. He mentions that the best form of ibadah is good opinion. And this رأي الحسن is not just any good opinion, إخوان. But it is opinion that is in accordance with the sunnah of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. And thus he continues وهو اتباع السنة. That is the best opinion that a person can have. Therefore. It is by way of studying the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu because how are you going to follow his guidance if you don't know it? How are you going to follow his opinion or his uh, uh, his decisions in affairs if we're not familiar with them? 
How are we going to know the detail in relation to adl and justice if we're not familiar with the sunnah and with the instances of the Prophet manifesting justice? How are we going to know what what looking after one's parents look like looks like? How taking care of children look, yeah, and it looks like? How uh, looking after one's family, one's wife, how that translates if one is not familiar with the sunnah? The only thing that is going to occur is that one is either going to return his affair back to hukm al-jahiliyyah, back to what he's acquainted with in jahiliyyah, or he's going to return it back to his aql, his intellect, without huda and without guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, qala ta'ala, wa yara alladhina utu al-ilm alladhi unzila ilayka min rabbika huwa al-haq. Allah has mentioned that those who were given knowledge, they see that that which has been revealed to you from your Lord, that it is the haqq. He said, وَكَانَ السَّلَفْ يُسَمُّونَ أَهْلُ الْآرَاءِ الْمُخَالِفَ لِلسُّنَّةِ وَمَا جَاءَ بِهِ الرَّسُولِ فِي مَسَائِلِ الْعِلْمِ الْخَبَرِيَّةِ وَأَهْلِ الْمَسَائِلِ الْأَحْكَامِ الْعَمَلِيَّةِ يُسَمُّونَهُمْ أَهْلُ الشُّبُهَاتِ وَالْأَهْوَى he said, indeed, the Salaf of this ummah, they, ummah, they used to refer to those who had opinions that opposed the Sunnah and opposed that which came from the Prophet ﷺ, from the issues of ilm and the issues of knowledge and it related to belief and what have you. They would refer to them. And likewise, the issues uh, of, uh, of amal and, and action, they would refer to them as the people of Shubuhat, Ahl Shubuhat and Ahwa. The people of Ahwa, the people of desires. لأن الرأي المخالف للسنة جهل لا علم وهوى لا دين. He said that is because the opinions that oppose the Sunnah are nothing but ignorance and not knowledge and هوى and not دين. فصاحبه ممن اتبع هواه بغير هدى من الله. The one who is upon upon it does nothing but follow his desires without guidance from Allah and without knowledge. He said that these indeed are the individuals that are referred to as the people of misguidance in the dunya and of wretchedness in the hereafter uh, and the one who this this misguidance and wretchedness is negated from is the one who follows the guidance of Allah Azawajal that Allah sent his messenger with. Uh, and so here, Ikhwan, the Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, the passage it continues, a lengthy passage, what we derive from it, the benefit of the fact that guidance, true guidance, while some believe that they may be able to achieve it by way of the aql, true guidance Ikhwan, is the guidance of the messengers and the one who views or observes a thing or attempts to use his own intellect to come to conclusions will not be able to do so except by way of one of two one or two things if he uses his own intellect then one of two conclusions will occur either his intellect is well endowed in the sunnah and therefore it is an intellect that is guided when he listens when he observes when he hears then he doesn't return it back to an empty intellect rather it is an intellect that is based or that has its origin and its feet firmly grounded in ilm and in guidance therefore while he uses his intellect his intellect is not independent his in intellect is 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 not rather it is propped up by the sunnah and therefore his intellect the intellect of the individual who has knowledge of the sunnah is not the same as the intellect of the one whose intellect is independent of the sunnah 
the one who has knowledge of the sunnah, that it is the sunnah that guides his intellect. And he recognizes and discerns by way of that knowledge of the sunnah and uses that intellect yani, in line with the knowledge of the sunnah that he has. And therefore, his statements are upright. They are in accordance with khair. His actions and statements are just because they are in accordance with the sunnah. His ra'i, his opinions are sound because his opinions have been mold and molded and shaped by the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu And that without doubt ikhwan, is one of the manifestations of the statement of Allah wa in If you follow him then you will be guided. <coughs> the one who follows the sunnah of the messenger والسلام, will know the intellect is never used and relied upon independently. That is a surefire path to destruction. In fact, as our scholars have mentioned, there is not one hadith that is authentic. Not one. From the many thousands of hadith of the Messenger of Allah, not one that praises the intellect independently there is not one hadith that speaks well of the intellect and the aql and that is because ikhwan, the intellect is only considered praiseworthy when it is in line and when it is guided and molded by the sunnah of the messenger of Allah if they follow his guidance then they are guided. If they follow his path, then they are guided. But, if they do not follow him, then know that they follow nothing but their desires uh, and they do not follow that which Allah has revealed to his messenger. And thus, we have the importance of studying the sunnah of the messenger of Allah, living and breathing the sunnah. That has always been the path of Ahlul Sunnah. Ahlul Hadith hum Ahlul Nabi. In lam yashabhu nafsuhu fa'anfasahu sahibu. The people of Hadith, they are the people of the Nabi. If they did not accompany him in person, as did the companions, then they accompanied his exhalations. Everything that he said, they spend their lives studying it, looking at it. They spend their lives trying to understand it, trying to live it and practice it and spread it and disseminate it. That is Ahlul Sunnah. And we ask Allah to raise us among them, Ikhwan, and make us be from them in this place and in this time and in this era.